the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God is our provider and our healer. He is with us. He provides all of our needs, and by His stripes we have been set free. Bottom line, He is more than enough for us. We cannot put a price on what God has done, is doing, and will do for us for as long as we live. Yet we give so little to Him in return for His limitless and wondrous works toward us, particularly as it relates to tithing and offerings. And even in that, He never stops giving. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. It's just about giving thanks. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We love you. All these blessings you have given us, who are we to be recipients of these undeserved blessings. Help us to be thankful in our spirits, in our hearts, in our souls. Every time we're tempted to think negative, be distracted in mind, arrest our attention, and bring our thinking back to gratitude. Help us now to focus on the message and not allow ourselves to be distracted by technology, a wandering mind, of things outside the house of God. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. Turn with, turn with us to the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. We started this series a couple of Sundays ago, and uh, we want to re-engage uh, back in it. Um, Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And there you'll find these words. Malachi 3, 10 through 12. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you, for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land. And from this passage of scripture, we want to continue in this series, part two, the blessedness of giving God's way. The blessedness of giving God's way. 
Verse 10 says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse was a place in the temple for storing grain and other food given by Israel from their tithes. The storehouse, I say it again, was a place in the temple for storing grain and other food given by Israel from their tithes. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 10, verses 38 through 39, it says, And the priests, the descendants, the descendant of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes. And the Levites shall bring up a tenth of the tithes to the house of our God to the rooms of the storehouse. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the grain of the new wine and the oil to the storerooms in the storehouse now, where the articles of the sanctuary are, where the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and the singers are, and we will not neglect the house of our God. If you can underline that, that's such a critical verse on the end of verse 39 in Nehemiah 10. And we will not neglect the house of our God. This, this edifice, this house, this, this sanctuary is the house of our God. That's why we don't throw paper on the floor. That's why we don't, we're not careless with the house of God. That's why we treat it uh, rightly before God because this house, everything in it has been set apart for the ongoing work of the kingdom. It is the house of God for the people of God to the glory of God. And we will not neglect the house of our God. He's not just your God, but he's my God, which means he's what? Our God. So the scripture says that, but why do the saints not tithe even though God tells us to do it? You know, so many saints don't do it even though God says so. Why? Uh, A, because of rebellion. Uh, they are defiant against the commandments of God. Uh, I know that, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So it's, it's being defiant, rebellion. B, angry. They're angry. They're too angry to tithe. They're angry at the pastor. They're angry at the leadership. They're, they're angry at some members of the church. They're angry at the direction of the church, decisions of the church. Listen, Satan will distract you if you allow him to. All these things, and you'll not worship God. You'll not give to God. You'll not enjoy God. And Satan loves it when you can stay in that state of mind because if you come and get nothing and leave with nothing, he has succeeded in your not worshiping him. Satan doesn't mind you coming to the house of God if you don't really genuinely get to worship God. You, know, you can come here and not worship. You can come here and not sing. You can come here and not pray. You can come here and not give. You can come here and not worship. And you can leave worse off than you came. And if you do, it's your fault. Look how quiet it gets. <laughs> it's really your fault. You get to choose to worship. And you also get to choose what? Not to worship. It's your choice. It's your choice. So what are you going to do 
as you are in the presence of God today. Some people are too angry to worship. Others don't give because of tithe because of a lack of faith, an unwillingness to trust God to provide for their needs. Their faith is so small until they can't give God what is rightfully his. Others don't give because of fear of not having enough. If I give this, then uh, I'm not going to put gas in the car. I'm not going to be able to pay for my children's education. Uh, I need food, need this, need that. I'm not going to have enough for Christmas and on and on and on. I'm not going to have enough if I tithe. Uh, others don't, don't tithe because they say, I'm already struggling financially. What are you trying to do, sink my ship? <laughs> Uh, I, so I'm struggling. I'm financially struggling, so I can't tithe. Others say I don't tithe. Others don't tithe because of ignorance. They just haven't been taught. They don't know any better. They just haven't been taught from a child up. So they get 40, 50, 60, and they're still in their babyhood. And a sign that you are spiritually mature is when you, you can release God's portion with great joy. Um, uh, so ignorance keep people from, from tithing. Another one, this is old as a Methuselah, but it's still around. It's not going nowhere. As long as there's a devil, there will be this, this reason. They think the money is going to the pastor. <laughs> That's been around so long. I mean, decades and decades and decades, and it's not going anywhere. The preacher getting all the money. If he drives a nice car, if he looks kind of nice, if he dresses this way, you know, so they measure him up, and if he looks too nice, they say, you know, he must be grabbing something out of the pot. That's small-mindedness. Being known to you today, I have no problem saying all I get at this church is my paycheck. And that's it. That's it. You can look at me like that. That's all I get. That's, that's, that's it. That, say that's it. That's all I get. I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't write checks. I've not written a check. I don't write checks. I don't sign checks. You don't, you don't give me money. I, don't, I mean, people come up and give I don't take money. You know, that's, I stay away from that. We are people to do that. Because I know people are looking for reasons for not giving. Now, you can get a real nice car, but oh, let me get something just kind of nice. Oh, now that pastor know he already driving a 1960 Chevy with no air. In other words, sometimes we, we think the more poorer the pastor is, the more spiritual he is. While you drive your nice, long, whatever. Now, we ought to grow up. I know you don't think like that here. I know you're more spiritual than that. I know we don't have that problem here. Well, I don't know what's in your mind. But it's better said because it needs to be said because Satan is an opportunist and working in our minds. Even as Christians, and with every intent to live our life according to God's word, many of us struggle with obeying God's commands regarding the finances he blesses us with. As Pastor Rander continues this message, as led by the Holy Spirit, he provides food for our souls as to why some of us struggle with tithing, as well as the ultimate consequences. God wants us to prosper, not suffer. However, in order to prosper, we must obey God's word, even in this. 
uh, others don't tithe because they're just downright selfish. I've given so much to myself that I have nothing left to give God. I've given it all to di- to Dillard's and and Joseph, and I've given it to Papados and and I, I don't know what well, Macy's and you know all these stores I can't call other in the Forum and North Star Mall until I just come to the house of God broke. Others don't tie because I've taken ownership of God's possessions and won't release it back to Him. Uh, he has entrusted it to me, but I've taken possession of that which is not mine. So I don't tithe. Others don't tithe because of materialism. God is left out because I love my pleasure and my possessions too much to give it. I love my stuff. I love buying more and more and more. So I can't give to God because I love materialism. Others don't tithe because of stinginess. They're too stingy to give. I have it but won't release it because I'm a cheapskate. And when when you're stingy with God... Ooh, you're in spiritually bad shape. Uh, Others don't give tithe because the church is making progress without my giving. So why tithe? The air condition is on in the summer. Uh, The heat is on. The the smell nice, look nice. The paper towels are there in in the restroom facilities. The nurses look nice and electricity is on and the yard looks cut. Oh, they don't need my money. Well, that's the problem. It's your money and not God's money. And so people look to not tithe because they think that way. And then another reason, we can go on and on, not stop here. Another reason people fail to tithe is because of ingratitude. Ingratitude. And thanksgiving is about giving thanks. People don't tithe because of ingratitude. In other words, I'm unthankful for the undeserved blessings that God has showered upon me. And this is a best, I mean, thanksgiving. I just love thanksgiving. Say Say thanksgiving. Say it, say it a little bit louder. Thanksgiving. Say it a little bit louder. It's giving thanks. Just being thankful. Uh, teach your children how to say thank you. And not only just say thank you, but even thank you very much. Teach your children to be grateful. Stop saying what they don't want. And I don't like this. Then this food is nasty. Well, don't eat. You get hungry enough, you'll eat. That's right. And so uh, just just being thankful. I'm so thankful to God that I can't help but release that which belongs to him. Because I realize without God, I can do nothing. I can't inhale. I can't exhale. I can't blink an eye. I can't move one finger. I can't wake myself up. I can't think. I can't do nothing without God. So how can I not tithe? How can I not give him 10% out of my income to the glory of God? After Social Security, bonuses, salaries, retirement, or whatever uh, income comes your way. Nehemiah 10.39b says, we will not neglect the house of our God. Uh, Number one, saints neglect the house of God when they fail to give that which is excellent and quality to the Lord. You neglect the house of God when you give that, when you fail to give that which is excellent and quality to the Lord. You don't have due on God. You, 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 You give your best to God. That only your best is acceptable. Anything less than your best 
is unacceptable before the Lord. Anything, anything less than your best. You can't half, half step uh, on God and expect him to bless your life. Thirdly, uh, saints are negligent, negligent when they fail to give God the first portion which belongs to him. The, fir- the first portion, the tithe, that belongs to him, resulting in the kingdom of God and the house of God being neglected. God holds his people responsible for making sure that nothing is left undone in his church. The law requires his people to financially support the ongoing work of the ministry uh, to advance the kingdom of God on earth through tithes and offerings, not chicken dinners and bake sales and fr- uh, chicken fries and car washes and um, all such things, gimmicks and gadgets. If people just do what God has commanded according to his word, we will have an overabundance of 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 what of funds to do everything that that's needed but many churches including maranatha a whole lot of churches struggle and not live up to their potential because the saints actually hold back on that which belongs to god and then walk out of here as if they have worshiped him you cannot rob him and worship him at the same time uh, tithes and offerings today are given by God's people to ensure that the pastor and their families, administrative staff, along with local and foreign missions, benevolence, youth ministry, the disaster relief, building funds, building expansion, taking care of widows and orphans, the poor, and on and on it goes. The maintaining of facilities, all the needs are met through tithes and offerings to the glory of God. People have to be taught. The Bible speaks uh, much about giving from Genesis all the way to Revelation. In Malachi 3.10b, Malachi 3.10b, it says that there may be food in my house. You see that phrase there? The tithes brought to the temple supplied food for the Levites and priests. Since the priests owned no land, they were cared for by the proceeds from the temple because they owned no land. They were not allotted land because the people were to take care of the, of the house of God. Then the priests lived from that which was given from the people. And when Israel failed to keep the command of tithing, the priests suffered. Their basic needs were not met, which became a distraction to the ministry God called them to, which resulted in their having to go outside of the temple to work to make ends meet. My friend, when the church fails to bring the Lord's portion into his house, the ministry struggles and causes layoffs and cutbacks and staff, salary and even pastors having to work outside the church to meet the needs of their families, which becomes a distraction to the gospel. I remember when we planted this church, some of y'all weren't here, but we started a little YMCA building with just a handful of people. And uh, I remember the first Bible study where we didn't even have a collection plate. We didn't have a bag of anything. And I said, what? The, the hat I had on my head was became the offering Uh, because we had literally nothing, nothing. And, uh, but we, I talked the word of God, rules, remnant of people. And then we began to grow as, as we expounded upon the word of God. 
uh, way back off of New Brunswick and Iowa at the YMCA in that little one little room back over there. And uh, we, we, we grew out of that. And the church was so little, I had to work. And I went, I, I went back into the teaching profession. profession. I think every preacher uh, needs to have a trade, a skill set, because you never know where the ministry will find you. Jesus was a carpenter. You, uh, he had disciples who were tax collectors and fishermen, and and you know they 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 worked, they worked, and they had side jobs because they had to feed themselves. And my wife uh, worked here many years, uh, worked outside the church many years before uh, she was hired on here, even longer than than I. And we had young children and taking them to school and we took them to school and we were at their games and, and we made sure that the ministry did not rob them of their childhood. We were there for them and uh, we sacrificed for them. And, and, uh, and we did this because we love the church. And when the church got uh, strong enough financially as, as time grew, then I was released from working that outside job so I can spend more time because uh, the church was growing and became more demanding. And then some years later, my wife came on, but it just didn't happen. Sometimes people see where you are, but they don't know how you started. They don't know those humble beginnings. I mean, we had, I mean, we were so broke. I mean, we were, we were just, we, we didn't have anything. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have, we've had a garden in the backyard. Everything had to produce. We couldn't just have a good looking tree. It had to be a plum tree. It had to be an apple tree, a pear tree. It, we had a garden there with greens and collard greens and tomatoes and uh, uh, cucumbers and all of those things. We had, things had to bear fruit around our house. And so, so it, it, those are very, very lean, lean, lean days. But I thank God for them. And, and you said, what? And we did it when we had nothing. We didn't have, we, we were so poor, we didn't even have, we couldn't even afford custodians. We had what you call a helping hands ministry where people will come out on Saturdays and they'll bring their Windex and their mops and all those things and they will mop the floor and do so. Anybody was here? I don't know if somebody was here the one at a time. Yeah, a few people, y'all know what I'm talking about. Stand up. You stand up so you can see who you are. So that's what's got the bill. So that's right. She would have, we have, they bring that, you be, you be sitting, they brought all this stuff and on Saturdays, speak and span for Sunday. We didn't have a, we didn't have a kitchen, all that. We we were at set tables out on a parking lot and had outdoor fellowships. And so and 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 that's the way. We, and we were so happy. Vacation Bible school. We just had a few classes. Most of that stuff was outside, and we were so happy. And we enjoyed the little Lord, and we were poor and didn't even know it. <laughs> but but I like those days. Those are great days. And I need to talk about that. She said, even said she missed those days because we knew how it used to be. And now we have all this, all these facilities and 34 acres of land and land and almost 80,000 square feet of, of, of facility. And people come in with that, why this? And I don't understand and why I'm out. Oh, come on. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Uh, verse 10c says, and try me now. Look at that. 
Come, y'all hanging with me? And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. He says, try me. He says, try me. Oh, wow. Wow. Try me now. You know, God says, in other words, put me to the test. He was saying to, the, to you Israelites, you who doubt that I am a come through God, who reward my word when you obey, put me to the test. And you will see that I am a God who does not lie and will bless faithfulness and obedience. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and hath, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Verse 10 also says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it in your life. That's powerful, y'all. Y'all claim that. This verse saying, if I... See, see, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. Wow. Open the windows of heaven just for you. Now you need to underline that. For, for me, for you. It, notice that God did not say he would crack the window. God Almighty, I'm going to get happy. He says he would what? Now, that's, no, that's one thing to have a crack, but it's one thing to woof. Open the window. If God's going to pour out blessings, he can't, he's not going to pour out blessings through a little easy bit, just crack. You've got to open that baby if you expect God uh, to do great things in your life. He said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. This is a reference to the pouring out of an abundance of miraculous divine provisions and blessings in such immeasurable portions to the point that your life cannot even contain the blessings that God pours into your life. Beloved, opening the floodgates of heaven and the showering of blessings is contingent upon the faithful obedience of God's people. The scripture also says in Luke 6.38, give and it, sh it will be given to you good measure, press down, press it down is so much, shake it together, and, 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 and it's still your blessings are running over will be put in your bosom. So with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. The Word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to Him. He commands us to tithe only 10%, and even though He owns it all, He blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, Please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.